Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Coming up on a very special edition of Gimme the Hot Sauce, we'll have an array of big-name headliners joining the show. If I was half the man I was 25 years ago, I'd put a flame <laughs> through a tune in his <laughs> Because he gets his points across like this every single time. Because I don't know how he goes on for eight minutes talking like this, then ranting like this. I don't know. You know what? I was I was laughing all the way through it. I thought it was, <laughs> it was like watching one of those comedy shows on Comedy Central. It really was. They should have added the laugh track in. Plus, we're tired of all this snow, and Stacy King had to go into superhero mode on his drive back from the United Center on Monday. Quick hands, quick hands, you know, just, yeah. just the impulse, you know, just, you know, the truck was coming. There was not enough space for him to get in, but he made enough space. I mean, it was like, seriously, like Megatron off of, uh, <laughs> I thought it was the Transformers. Loving the music. John doing a great job on the audio board. Welcome into episode 16 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. We always like to have a lot of fun here. we got a special treat coming up in our next segment. We've got a great entertainer, a great impressionist. Al Foran is going to join us all the way from Ireland. He does some great impersonations from the boxing world. So he and Stacy are going to have a lot of fun talking about all the things coming up in the world of boxing. And we're going to talk about the NBA. We've got baseball news, football we got the usual cast here. Stacy's standing by. Big John Walsh. Southside Susie is here. Timmy Whispers. And we want to thank our, our sponsor, the good folks at Bubble Up. They sent Stacy some new swag. Stacy, looking good with those Bubble Up sweatshirts. Uh, yeah, there, I just want to send a shout out to Bubble Up uh, for taking care of me. Um, I really appreciate you guys and being a, a sponsor of the show. That's awesome. Yeah, special shout out to Todd and Portia for taking care of us. We're looking good in our Bubble Up gear. want to remind everybody to download the app. Bubble Up is the new way to visually organize any kind of content all in one place. It is the Cloud Reimagined, so make sure to download that app. We thank them for taking care of us on the show. And Stacy, you've been having a lot of fun calling Bulls games. You and Adam are, are, are really hitting your groove there, and the Bulls have won two of the last three. A nice win over the New Orleans Pelicans where they shot the lights out, and then an overtime win in Indiana. They had lost 10 straight games to the Pacers. They found a way to win that game in overtime. Good signs of growth for the Bulls. Yeah, they're, they're playing well. They're getting everybody back, Mark. They're, their bench is playing extremely well. Um, the thing I like about them is is that, you know, I've, I say this every night. When they move the basketball and they get in that 20 to 25 assists range, most likely they're going to win the game. And they've done that the last couple of games. And I'd like to see them continue to, you know, string some some games on. And uh, 
and just keep it going. The game against the Pelicans, they set a, a record for three-point shooting. They had 46 from Zach, 30 from Kobe White. That was impressive stuff. Yeah, it was. I mean, the way they shot the ball, you know, they talk about the Splash Brothers. I call them the Cash Brothers because it's straight <laughs> money, okay? Whenever they shoot the basketball, in that particular game, it looked like everything was going in. It was really great to see Kobe kind of get off to, you know, a better start. You know, he's been struggling with his shot going into that game. I think for the, you know, the first two quarters of the previous games, he was 0 for 11. And a lot of people were, you know, wondering what, you know, what the problem was. Is, you know, was it mental? Uh, I mean, Kobe's going to be a great player for the Bulls. And to see him snap out the way he did, and now he's he's got his groove back. He's starting to really play well for him. And the nicknames are back for the King. You got a great one for Thad Young that you coined a couple of weeks ago. I did a radio show the other day, and they're asking me, "Hey, what do you think about Thadjik Johnson?" I'm like, "Oh, the King's got another one." Oh, Thadjik Johnson, man. You know that. You know, hey, listen, with the way he's playing, he is playing like kind of Magic Johnson. That's why I call him because he's Thad. So I call him Thadjik Johnson, and uh, he, he's been huge for the Bulls this year. Uh, you know, he didn't get to play in preseason because he was hurt. Um, you know, didn't play the role that he's playing now in the gym boiling. So it's really awesome to see him, you know, get to finally play like everybody's used to seeing him. Because if you follow, you know, Thaddeus Young's career, you know, he's a he's a starter in this league. He yep. started a lot of games in this league. He's got a lot of years in this league, been in the playoff games. So his experience on this team is invaluable. Like, I mean, the, you just see the way he talks to the younger players, Pat Williams, you know, Kobe White. You know, he's constantly coaching. As, as Garrett Temple and, and Tomas Sanareski is, they're all working together. They're all great vets. And I think that's the reason why they're winning right now. It's amazing when you watch them with that unit, how the ball moves. Do you think we're going to see more of a, maybe a mixture of them with Zach or, you know, with 60 rebounds the other night too and that big 15-6 to six run at the end of the game? Most of those guys were on the court. Well, I mean, they've been consistent all year long. They're, they're one of the top benches in the league. So this is not like a surprise during this stretch. So, you know, there's nights where the Bulls' second team moves the ball better than the first team. I mean, they out they out assist the starters. So uh, when you watch those guys come in, it, it's a fun thing to watch because they know how to play. And you got to remember, and I say this all the time, you know, these guys are not just bench players. These guys, oh, Sato was a starter in this league. Garrett Temple's have been a starter in this league. And you now you got Thaddeus Young, who's been a starter. So you're bringing starters off the bench to play good minutes against the other team's reserves. Most nights they're going to have an advantage just from those three players. And you always see when a guy's having a great year like Thad Young is, people will say, well, he'd be great with a contending team. So now all these uh, contenders are circling around Thad Young going, how can we get him away from the Bulls? NBA trade deadline is March 25th, so it's a ways off. But I think there's going to be a number of contending teams trying to get him away from the Bulls. I guess the, the decision for our tourists is, do you want to cash him in for a very late first-round pick, or do you want to have him stay here because he's got another year left on his contract and help in the development of their young big guys? Boy, I tell you, it's a tough, tough question um, because the fact that he is so good with the younger players. I think he's helped Billy Donovan and their coaching staff, yeah. you know, out, especially with these younger players. Because you know, when I came in this league, you know, we had you know Bill Cartwright, John Paxson, Michael was in his eighth year. Um, so we had veterans, you know, Craig Hodges, uh, Charles Davis, you know, guys who had eight, nine, ten years of experience and coming from Oklahoma and then BJ from Iowa. And we had Jeff Sanders, you know, having coming from college, we didn't know what the NBA was all about. We didn't know how to prepare. 
you know, we didn't even know how to eat. I mean, we were, we were eating McDonald's all the time because that's what we're used to in college. And then to have veterans like Bill Cartwright take you to the side and say, no, you need to, you know, you need to eat this. You need to eat this. You need to get sleep, you know, stay out the clubs, <laughs> get some, get some sleep at night, you know, don't go out on the road, you know, cause one of our, one of the things that me and BJ as kids, you know, used to do a lot. Um, I think we visited every mall in America when we were played for the Bulls and we came in as rookies. I mean, What's that's your favorite? A, oh, man. It just depends what the city was. Like, if it was Los Angeles, you know, that, that you know, we used to love to go to Los Angeles and, and hang out there. I, I would say, I would say probably LA, the malls in LA um, is just the best. I mean, not to mention, you know, that this was when I was younger. I didn't have commitments <laughs> at that time, but there was a lot of girls back in those days in L.A. You know, that's there still you, are a lot of girls. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to keep a happy home, man. Okay, California yeah, yeah. girls. Yeah, it's okay. You know what? Let's just change the subject right now before <laughs> yeah. I end up in divorce court. Okay, let's, honey. It wasn't me. It was it was my team. I thought they maybe had some good Chess King outlets. Chess? Who wore Chess King? <laughs> well, I, you. I, I, <laughs> You wore chess king. It wasn't even in when it was in. Hey, I know, I know, I know. Polo was a reach members back only. in the day, so I, I don't uh, know. Members only. Yo, oh, members only. You were the only member. He's still wearing it. <laughs> hey, that jockey find his horse. <laughs> hey, buddy, I can afford Polo when I got to the league. Okay, all right. And, and, and Hunt Club, Hunt Club, Hunt Club was a, was there. a future sponsor, but they're no longer a sponsor because of John just now talking about you guys. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hey, Hunt Club, we love you. Hey, I spent a lot of my high school career with Hunt Club on. I uh, wasn't proud of it, but I just want to know it's, it's no one your fault. I'm glad you put the man on the horse, though. That's all. They got a man on the horse now. Thank you. Thank you, Hunt Club, for putting that man on the horse. Thank God they found that guy found his horse. <laughs> okay, get the, get the laugh track. Where's the laugh button at? Uh -oh. Hey, speaking of nicknames, as he looks for that laugh track, you got a new. Yeah, there you go. Well, no, not exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. Wrong! <laughs> the cheers are nice, but... Uh, okay. There you go. Memorize that button there, buddy. You gotta label that better. Hey, so speaking of nicknames, you got a, a new nickname for uh, J-Dub over here. Oh, Stinger! Yeah, the Stinger. The Stinger. So we're, we're having... It's not Mike Glenn. So, it's so, not John yeah, Wall. No, so. this, the reason why I gave him that name... Um, listeners is we're doing a zoom call <laughs> yesterday and uh so i'm we're you know we're on the zoom call you know i'm i'm listening we're going over what we're going to talk about on the show today and then i look over and i see this thing on his lip <laughs> and i thought it was like chocolate or some dirt or something so I said, uh, I said, John, man, wipe your mouth. Like you got something on your mouth. <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter, viewers. Okay, okay, get your mind out of it. It was dirt. It looked like it was dirt, but it was a little. It was a soul patch kind of so, thing. Yeah, soul it's patch, it's yeah. a soul patch. Okay, so I said, he goes, that's not dirt. It's a stinger. So I said, a stinger? What the hell is a stinger? He's like, it's just it's right under my chin. It's a stinger. I'm like, okay, all right, so. I gave him the nickname the Stinger because he had a little dirt patch on his own thing, but it didn't turn out to be dirt. And I asked Southside Susan, did she like it? Oh. And, and Southside Susan kind of blushed like she did. Like she really <laughs> liked it. I took the fifth on that. <laughs> see, what? see. No, no, you I'll, said you kind of liked it. I'll, po I'll post a picture on the yeah. website. Yeah. Southside Susan, she, her face turned red. She blushed over it. She's like, oh. 
Okay, Timmy Whispers. Though that's Stinger now, so he's no longer J-Dub, he's Stinger. Who's blushing now? You know what, Susan? You know what? You just need to just sit your little butt right on over there, Southside. Stinger! (laughs) Yo, Stacey, you're talking about eating right where you're a young player in the league, and uh, Timmy Whispers just came back from making a Wendy's run at lunch, so we're we're kind of falling off the horse ourselves. Yeah, we are. It's pretty bad. But hey, you know what? That's what Timmy Whispers does, man. He provides yeah. he provides the beer. He provides comedy, and um, we went to Wendy's today and, so, and some crappy food. Yeah, yeah, and we're and, and, the, and another and sponsor. The Aldi beer. Here he goes again. Oh, yeah. Where's the Aldi beer? <laughs> well, I love it, but yeah, okay. Where's Steve's? Where's Steve's beer? Well, instead of Stella, I need Stella, but you got Steve. Where's Steve's? Uh, no, it's it's Stella. He's over there. He's over there. I had to print my own labels and put them on, but it's okay. It's Stella Hunt Club. <laughs> Call it Cavaricci beer. Okay. All right. Back to the show. Yeah, yeah, we're we're recording this uh, at the midday because Stacy got a game added to his schedule. They're supposed to have a game in the Bulls in Charlotte that got postponed because of uh, Spurs coronavirus issues, and uh, they played the Hornets the other night. Instead, it's replaced by the Pistons coming to the United Center. <laughs> Stacy had all these big plans for his day. I was off. so excited. You know, I, I love doing the games, but when they said, "Oh, we're, we're the game. there's no game tomorrow. It's coronavirus, yada yada." I'm like, great. Now I can just relax. I can just go do things, catch up on things and, that I haven't been able to do. And so I'm sleeping yesterday, and I get the phone call. They call the bat phone. When they call the bat phone. Yes, Commissioner. Yeah, when they call the bat phone, it's serious. So I answer the bat phone. We got Detroit on, on Wednesday. And I'm, I'm like, when? Next Wednesday? <laughs> no, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I'm like, you can't even say anything. Yeah. Just, just say I hang the phone up. Stacy's like, hang I'm not a surgeon. Up. I'm not on call. I mean, what's yeah, going I, on here? This I, is scheduled. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, man, because whenever you get a day off, because it would have been what would have happened is because we found out that ESPN is taking the Friday's yeah, game. Yeah. So we would have been off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sweet. Friday, until Saturday. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't go anywhere. Right. So, you know, so I'm just stuck at the house. I can just, you know, play like some Caribbean music in the house, you know, go on the... Um, you know, like the Discovery Channel, and act like I'm <laughs> on the imagine. beach somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you know, walk around and not like John in a in a singlet and oil, but <laughs> just to kind of walk around the house. You know, Bermuda shorts and a polo. Clean up after some, Brixie. No, Brixie. Cool. No, they, you know what? Brixie and, and my dogs are potty trained now. Oh, they're potty trained. Oh, okay. yeah, they're potty trained. It's a huge step. That's a big. You know update. what? It, it, you know, it is done. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to show my I, little American <laughs> bully puppies are now potty trained. One is twenty three weeks, and the other one is thirteen weeks, and they are now potty trained. It's awesome. But I'm gonna tell you right now, they've been boycotting going outside the last few days because it's been extremely cold. The other day, I was taking I was taking Kobe out. And, and I'm walking out there with him, and he's staying at the garage. I'm like, okay, bud, come on, let's go. He just looked at me like, man, you better go on back inside. I'm finna poop somewhere inside. It's too cold out here. And, I, and he would not go. He would not come. So, 
I thought he was potty trained. He is potty trained. He is potty trained. But he did not come that particular time. So what I did, what I did is close enough. What is this? No, no, no. Listen, you got to listen. First of all, if you know anything about these dogs, short hair dogs do not like the cold. So I had to go back in the house and put his little sweatsuit on. He has like a little hoodie. So I had to go. <laughs> I had to go put his little sweatsuit on. Is it a bubble on. up hoodie? No, they don't make it for dogs. They, they should just, though. They bubble might up. Start. They yeah. might start. Does Mimsy have a pullover? Mark? Yeah, she's yeah, got some stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Don't try to make it look like it's. Don't try to make it look like it's just me. Mark's dog Mimsy's got one too, and I'm sure your dog has no, something. Wait. Old Dude. Brady, no, and Bella. Okay, no. yeah, okay. hardcore baby. Okay, hardcore. <laughs> They're out there. So I had to go put the sweatsuit on, and so he had a little hoodie on. He was cute, and uh, he went out and went to the bathroom. So I learned now I got to put like you know put clothes on him. I never wanted to be that guy because you always see like like ladies doing that, dressing little dogs up. You are that guy. I am that guy now. Well, I, yeah, with Kobe. Yeah. So don't hey, think I'm not. You don't think you're, that's going to notice what you're saying over there too. Okay. Uh, right, so stay looking forward to having a few days Stinger. off. And, yeah. and one, Stinger. I think that's going to stick. Yeah. We'll see. You can shave it off yeah, with the nickname. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> One of the things that's going to be happening in the NBA, as Stacey was looking forward to his three days off, was the NBA All-Star starters will be announced during the TNT doubleheader Thursday night. And I think we have a pretty good handle on how that's going to go down. I mean, it, usually there's some argument over a couple of spots, but it seems this year the five starters in both conferences are pretty clear. Maybe in the West you could argue should it be Doncic or Lillard. But if you're looking at the fan voting right now in the East, the front court is going to be Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. And then in the backcourt, right now, Kyrie Irving is second in the voting behind Bradley Beal. So the way it works is 50% is the fan vote, 25% the media vote, and 25% the players get a chance to vote. So do you think those results will hold up, or do you think there might be some late change based on uh, what the players may say, Stacy? Well, I think in the Eastern Conference, having James Harden and the way he's playing, he's going to make a strong push to be a starter. Right. Um, and I think the media, when you say the players and the media have the remaining votes, I think that's going to hurt Kyrie Irving's case because the way he's portrayed with the media. So I think that's going to hurt them. I think the players will help him, but I think the media will kind of hurt him. So you think Harden might catch him in the final analysis yeah. and maybe get that yeah. starting spot? Because you got to remember, you got to remember, James Harden would have been a starter in the Western Conference. Right. Okay, so it doesn't, just because he changed teams doesn't mean he's not an all-star. And so now he comes over to the East, and with the numbers that he's been putting up since he's came over from Houston, it really demands that he's an all-star. Whether he starts or whether he's a reserve, he's going to be on that team. And with that that hurts anyone that's playing in that position. Like Zach Levine. Yeah, it, it really hurts Zach's chances. Um, we all believe Zach should be an all-star. He's played like an all-star the last two years. Should have been an all-star last year. But there's, his position is so loaded. You know, I mean, now they move Jalen Brown in there as a two-guard, which is, that's kind of a joke. But you got to put someone in there off Boston. So, you know, then you've got, you know, Bradley Beal, who will possibly be the starter. Um, you know, you, you there's just... There's just so many, so many guys you got to compete against at that position. Certainly didn't help uh, hurt his case last night. Harden, 38 points, and he hit that game-winning three, cold-blooded three over Mikal Bridges to, yeah, to give like, him the win. They were down 12 points going into the fourth quarter, and Harden brought them all the way back because both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sat out. Phoenix had won six games in a row. They were playing at home. Chris Paul hit some big shots down the stretch, but I'll tell you what, James Harden. People think that. 
just because he scores a lot that that he's a selfish player. But he led the league in assists a couple of years ago. He's probably going to lead the league in assists again this year. As you mentioned, we were getting ready for the show. You can kind of plug him into any system because he he is willing to give up the ball when that's what's required. Well, that's that's what's so amazing about when he was on the market that other teams didn't try to go get him. You know, Miami had a chance to pull the trigger, but they didn't want to part with uh, Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero. And you, now you look back and you go, what? Why? <laughs> like, why? With the way Miami's playing right now. And I, listen, you can, shooters are, shooters, you can find shooters anywhere. Okay, but you can't find James Harden type players anywhere. That's a that's a generation. Well, look talent. at the kid Max Struess is lighting it up now off the yeah. bench for Miami. Yeah, You're a similar player to Duncan uh, Robinson. That's what I'm saying. So the, you can the find. Guy. Yeah, right. he yeah. was here with was the Bulls. With the Windy City Bulls last year. He was with the Bulls and he got hurt. He tore his ACL <laughs> up. But that's what I'm saying. My point is, you can find shooters. Yeah, you can't go. You can't go into the D League and find a James Harden. You just can't. No. You can't find a Kevin Durant. You can't find Kyrie Irvings. You, those guys are those guys are, are generational talents. So when you have a chance to get one who's like right at the start of his prime, man, you might want to scrap. You know, try to get him. You know, to help your team because that's where, in my opinion, you put him with Jimmy Butler on that Miami team. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Now Miami, you know, they're starting to play better because Jimmy Butler's back. They're getting their guys back in the starting lineup, but. They may be in a situation where they go out and try to get like a Kyle Lowry, and maybe they could have had James Harden if they've been willing to pay the price. Oh yeah, yeah. Cool. I would have. I, I think not grabbing James Harden when you had a chance and giving up one of your young shooters. You know, because we. I mean, Tyler Hero is a very good young player. You don't know what his ceiling is. You know, you don't want. Is he a two? You know, can he play some point? Is he a combo guard? You just don't really know. And you know, in this league, and we're seeing it with Milwaukee. Uh, you know, if shooters don't make shots. Then, then there's really nothing they can do. You know, is he a great defensive player? Does he is he a two way player? Uh, not not this early in his career. We don't know that. But you know, James Harden. What you do know is is a generational talent. What you do know is he gets buckets and he can make everybody around him better. And he's a triple double machine waiting to happen. And I'm assuming at this point he's probably not that he hasn't had something to prove before. But I would think being in the East, being away from LeBron. This could be a really good opportunity, and, and maybe he's going to have something to prove here. You know, everybody's been jumping on him for what happened in Houston, but man, I, he's motivated. I would assume. I, I think his motivation is going to come from just based off of what everybody the the beating he took and how the ending in Houston went. And I think he's trying to repair his image. You know, trying to show that he can play with other people. That he's not. You know, he's not a cancer. You know, um, you know, but he's got to take he's got to take some onus of what happened in Houston. You know, you you asked for all these people, you know, they created a system when they went out and traded for him in Oklahoma City. They paid him like a starter. They paid him like a star player. OK, they gave him a team. They put the players around him that he wanted. You know, he had a lot of say so, especially towards the end of his career there. So. You got to take some some onus of what happened there. You can't blame the front office. They didn't give me enough players to win. You know, you think all those players that came through there. You had Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. I mean, you had a ton of players that's come through there. Uh, Trevor Reza, guys that were good rotational players. So, you know, and it didn't work out at the end because, you know, again, they get to a certain point and they phase out because that style of play works in the regular season, but it doesn't work in the playoffs. So you take James Harden away from the Western Conference. That's going to open up a spot in the starting lineup as the, as we mentioned, the starters were going to be announced Thursday night. In the West, you're looking at LeBron and 
Kawhi Leonard at forwards, big Nikola Jokic at center, and then Steph Curry and Luka Doncic in the backcourt. Doncic and Damian Lillard locked in a pretty tight tight race for that second spot in the backcourt. But I'll tell you what, watching Steph Curry play this year has been so much fun, seeing him back to 100%, because people were thinking, well, he's over 30 now, Clay is out, Kevin Durant's gone, is he still going to be that good? Well, I'll tell you what, he still is that guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's putting up the same numbers that he put up when his MVP season. Yeah, and that's, over thirty. Yeah, again, I mean, though. that's that's crazy. I and mean, he's shooting a high percentage, and him being back on that floor really just like enlightens the team. Like they're, they're a whole different. Thing. And then when Clay Thompson comes back, that you you're going to see a whole different energy because those guys just bring something to the table, man. That you know that other guys don't bring. And AD is hurt again. He'll probably get named to the starting line or the reserves by the coaches, but he's going to miss a couple of weeks. They're calling it a calf strain. Originally, they were worried about there might be some vulnerability with the Achilles tendon, which no athlete wants to hear. That's a horrible injury to come back from. But they can slow play it because as long as LeBron and AD are healthy in the playoffs with the additions that they made, that is a formidable group out in L.A. Well, and then there's there's a rumor that, you know, if Detroit buys out Blake Griffin – that Blake Griffin is going back out to Los Angeles and will play with the Lakers. How about that? Why yeah, not? Right? That's 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 the rumor. <laughs> the rich and, get richer. And and Detroit is trying to move him and yeah. trying to trade him, but everyone knows like first of all he's got a, you know, a contract and then second of all teams are not cuz he's not 100% and and teams are not going to want to you know give up a lot of assets for for a guy who's at the end of his career. He ain't jumping over any cards anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's had a great (laughs) career. He's had a great career. He's just not as explosive as he once was. But the thing about Blake that he'll fit in with the Lakers very well is because he's got high basketball IQ and he's still got a skill set. Yeah, he still got a skill set, so they don't need him to do that. What they need him to do is come in, grab some rebounds, you know, assist, score, be a threat on the floor, which I think he will be. If they get him, it's a wrap. You know, what's really interesting is I saw a stat the other day that he hasn't had a dunk since December. I'm like, well, that's a little bit of a while ago, and I go, no, December of 2019. What? Yeah, yeah. Blake Griffin. No way. I can't forget, believe. Forget that. about jumping he's, over cars. He can't jump over the no. line. He's not hitting too many threes these days either. Wait a minute. Are you t- are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we need to hit our stat checker. Our stat checker. Where you? are my stat guy, tracker. Go, Timmy Whispers. We look that up, man. I can't believe Blake Griffin has not dunked since December 2019. Well, he's missed a lot of games. That's part of it. That's a big part of it. He didn't play much at all last season. I'm going to tell you what. I mean, listen, he may not be as explosive as he once was, but he still can do a lot of things that can help a team win. You know, just him being on for the passing, his knowledge of the game, um, and he can't score still in there. He just, I mean, you're so used to seeing a guy jumping over everybody. All the cars. But, yeah, I'm not break up this riveting conversation about the NBA, but we have Al on hold. so We, we got to bring him in. Da, 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 da. We, we got to see entertainment ab- portion absolutely. of the show. Do you want to bring him in now and take the quick break? Or how take we the wanna, quick break. We'll take the quick break. Get ahead, Mark. Get ready Stand to by. laugh. Stand by, Mark. Take us, uh, take us to break. We've got entertainment coming up. The great impressionist Al Foran is next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Oh, is Tom Jones coming on too? Oh, well, oh. Same thing. you do want to be loved by anyone. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh my God. <laughs> well, she's all you'd ever want. She's the kind of 
Oh man, the stinger on the audio board. Stinger! Tom Jones, she's a lady. I don't know exactly why that's going to fit with our special guest that's going to join us now, but we'll try to figure out to make a connection. Yeah, he's pointing at a poster of the Rat Pack. I don't, I don't see Tom Jones. I don't see in Tom there. Jones there. <laughs> Sorry, John. We want to welcome in a, just a masterful entertainer. He has his own podcast, the Al Foran Podcast, which you want to check out. And he does some wonderful impersonations, sports world, entertainment, politics. You have it. We want to welcome Al to the show. Stacy, how did you uh, first become aware of this, this guy's talent? I was on Twitter and that's, you know, I was just scrolling through Twitter and then I, I saw his name pop up and then I, I hit it and I, I was hearing him, you know, talking and he was, I, I, it was like, you know, impersonating Conor McGregor. And I said, let me check him out. Cause I, you know, <laughs> cause Conor McGregor is one of my favorite UFC fighters. So I said, let me check him out and see if he sounds like him. Cause I hear people do it all the time and they sound nothing like him. Just, just butchers it. So I hit it and I'm listening to him. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. Like he sounds, the laugh, I mean, from everything, the mannerisms, you know, it sounded just like him. And I, and I was a fan, so I started following him. And then I started looking at all his, you know, he, you know, he posts videos on Twitter. So, I mean, he does like Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. Uh, I've even followed him on YouTube and I, and I, I've just been a fan ever since. I mean, his, his impersonations we, we, we are do have, We do have Al. He, he can talk to Hey, you know what? First of all, first of all, the question was to me. It wasn't to Al. You know, you're being a smart ass today, uh, Stinger. I just say, Al. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead and answer since my guy over here is being rude. Hello, Jens. How are we? We are doing wonderful. And, you know, Stacy is a big UFC fan. So, like, he was, like, pumping up the yeah. Conor McGregor fight, thinking that was going to be a walkover. And then Conor, <laughs> Conor ran into a bit of a buzzsaw. He did. So, so if, you, did. if you would give us uh, your reaction to, to what happened that night for Mr. Conor McGregor, because he thought he was going to, you know, win the fight, have a little proper uh, Irish whiskey and, and uh, enjoy proper the 12. Proper 12, yeah. Well, well, you know what I mean. I did have some Irish whiskey after after the fight. You know what I mean. I had some of that. I had some of that fine proper twelve. Even though I lost, you know what I mean. I still I still earned in the region of about twenty million. So, I mean, I'm laughing my way out to the bank. You know what I mean. <laughs> it was very good. I thought the game plan. Uh, you know, the game plan was a little all over the place. Um, you know, we we went with the boxing um, side of things, and and it kind of backfired on us. Uh, we went away from the MMA. And um, that was why my leg was like a bleeding balloon after the fight, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so was oh, it uh, Red Panty Very Night? Dustin, though. A lot of respect to him. Um, okay. I like this nice guy image I'm, I'm, I'm bringing around as, as of late. It's great. Do you know what I mean? I, th I think a lot of people can appreciate it. You know, they don't want the Mountie, the Mountie McGregor at the, at the press conferences. So uh, I will continue it. Absolutely. Hey, hey, Connor, was it Red Panty Night for Poye? But 100 percent it was. It's, 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 it's red panty night for anyone who comes up against me. Win or loss, do you know what I mean? I'm still earning more money than the fellow obese the shit out of me. So listen, <laughs> great. Hey Connor, do you do you really like the the fight? The last few years, it's like you're retiring, you come back, you're retiring, you come back. What what's that all about? Um, I, I would like to. You know, uh, I would like to call myself a student of the game. Um, a lot of people say I don't have the passion for, for the fighting. I, I still do. Um, so, and anybody else thinks what I was, you know what I mean? That they can go whatever, whatever themselves. I don't know if you can swear it on this. You can say can whatever go, you want to say, part. Connor. <laughs> Listen, they can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's, that's all I have to say about that. I, I, am, I have a great passion for, for the art of fighting. So, 
Yeah, yeah. And I will go back into boxing. And if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, speaking of boxing, Bobby De Niro, you you uh, you had a couple of great boxing movies, yeah, in your day. Um, yeah. But you had the, the 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 you know the mafia <laughs> movies like Goodfellas and yeah. and what what uh, what movie you know what movie Bobby what's Bobby D's favorite movie? I don't know. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to you, John. He's yeah, talking to you. What, 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 what am I going to say? Like Goodfellas, maybe? One of the later movies, one of the, one of the you know, the straight to DVD comedy movies. No, that I those are all terrible. <laughs> Bobby Is that what you're looking for from it's, me? Uh, easy money. That's easy money, yeah. It's good. Not too bad. I don't know. Maybe Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. There's a couple. There's a couple. A few underrated ones there as well. The Bronx Tale. Nobody talks about that. You know, I directed that too. So... Yeah, what else you want me to say? Huh? How's your relationship with uh, with Al- <laughs> how's your relationship with Al Pacino? Both of you guys are are two of the best actors of your generation, and how do you guys? Yeah. Is it competition between the two of you guys? No, no, there never was. You know, we're good friends. We talk on the phone a lot. Uh, he hurts my ears sometimes when I talk to him. He talks so loud, but no, he's great. Believe me, he's a great guy. You know, and I got to tell you, we may as well do the transition. <laughs> well, every time I talk to him, he just says, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing from him. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I try to get a conversation out of him, but all he does is complain about the ex-president. I said, he's fucking gone. You don't need to complain anymore. <laughs> Oh my God! He's so like him. That's awesome. I take it's crowded. National TV complains about him, and then he's gone. He's gone. There's a new president, but I'm still hearing the complaints. I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know. <laughs> so, so what did you think about you know Donald? You you lost the election, Donald Trump, and um, you know what do you plan on doing now on your free time since you have a lot of free time? Well, you know, there's lots of wonderful, great things to do in my free time. Believe me, we've got some fantastic things. Uh, it's very exciting. I'm a former president. I'm going to be treated with with great respect like every other former president. It's a really fantastic thing. We're looking at a network that could be really good. A fantastic, wonderful Trump network that people can tune in. This would be really great. And believe me, it would, be, it would be more popular than anything. It would be fantastic. A lot of people would tune into that. So we've got great, great, wonderful plans. We really do. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Hey, Mr. President, you beat the rap on the impeachment trial. The Senate decided that they were going to acquit you. Did you ever think you were, you were in danger there of, of being found guilty? You know what? I was I was laughing all the way through it. I thought it was <laughs> it was like watching one of those comedy shows on Comedy Central. It really was. They should have added the laugh track in during the whole thing. That's the way I viewed it. I danced throughout the whole thing. You know, I was dancing to the YMCA, my, my favorite, the song I used right for all of them. You know what? It really was fantastic. So I thought it was hilarious. Hey, Joe Pesci, I want to get back to some of the good fellow moments. In, in that movie, when I'm thinking I'm funny, too, Joe Pesci. How do you think? How do you think crowded in Al's place? How do you think I'm funny? Do I make you laugh? Do I make you laugh? How do I funny? 
You know, every you know every fucking schmuck tries to get me to, to, to do that shit. Every time, every time I, you know, I'm on, I'm on a podcast or I'm interviewed, they say, oh, what? They ask me about the funny thing. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What, what do you want me to do? What the fuck do you want me to do? You want me to fucking come through the screen and beat the shit out of you? What the fuck's the matter with you? What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm sitting here like a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. You're laughing at your piece of shit. What the fuck is wrong with you? You want to do a funny thing? You're funny. You're when well, you want to play the radio out of roll, go on, do a fucking radio impression for me there. Go on, do it, you fucking mutt. Go on, come on, come on. I don't know what to say. Oh, oh, my God. Raise so, their Joe Pesci, though, I just have to completely just go crazy of people. Oh, man, that, that is awesome, dude. dude the that stinger awesome. got lit up there. Yeah, Stinger's a he's little, he's on, little he's flustered over here. He's, on, you got him, Joe. Way to get him there, Al. <laughs> Joe and Al, baby. Hey, Al, uh, Stacy's known for some impressions as well. No, I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, so I don't, I don't, don't even jump back in there and say that again. <laughs> hey, so can you do Obama? Oh, here and there. I mean, it's I, I tried it out maybe ten years ago, but it's kind of it's a generic kind of Obama impression. It's not like, what's his name? Jay Farrow. I think he does an amazing Obama. He was on SNL. Yeah. Um, it's uh, well, it's kind of like that. Okay. I've got the kind of tone there, but uh, I have to try and perfect it in, in some other way. Okay. That's <laughs> great. Has that's, the that's, voice. that's awesome. What about the uh, new president, Joe Biden? You working on that at all? He's tough because I kind of think there's a, it's strange. He kind of sounds similar to George Bush when you're doing an impression with him. Mm-hmm. It's as because I can't do a, a good Bush either. I do an okay Bush, and um, my Bush is it's more more like that. Okay, very okay. much straight to the point. The eyes are are, are very much closed. <laughs> when I'm doing a President Biden, President Biden is very very much like that. Of course, I played. The Nintendo, I played the Mario Kart in the weekend. It was incredible. So it's kind of, it's a hard one to perfect. Um, I'll get there with it. But like some impressions take months and then some I can learn in a day. Wow. It's a weird old process. It's weird. Did I, did I say, did I hear you could do Stephen A? Uh, yeah, I did Stephen A in a video before. <laughs> um I don't know, if I, but I, you know, I talk very much like that. Okay, I'm going to talk about <laughs> who, the, who the best NFL player is of all time because he gets his points across like this every single time because I don't know how he goes on for eight minutes talking like this, then ranting like this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, dude. I, I, I tell you, that, that is a gift, bro, to do, be able to do that, man. I'm serious. That is a gift uh, to be able to do. I, I, I love when guys are able to do i think like i've i've seen ari spears do some uh impersonations jay farrow i mean you you're right up there with those guys man i'm a i'm a huge fan bro i'm a huge fan of yours and it's it's like so awesome to get you in there doing some stuff Uh, you guys shoot some more questions like the the tyson gets us going (laughs) too we were were talking about that beforehand it's great well maybe you know it's very much like that you know, I've got my I got my podcast, the Hotbox, and you know I've had some great guests on. I think one of the most obscure guests I have on is William Satner. You know, I have William Satner on the podcast. I'm so entertained. I mean, William Satner looks 65 and he's nearly 90 years old. Man, I don't know what he's doing. You know, I got I got to look at some of the skincare products that he's using because he he looks so young. 
You know oh what I mean? Gosh. When I'm that age, I'm going to look 105. I don't know, man. He looks great. He looks great. Captain Kirk himself. <laughs> <laughs> Spock beat me up. Hey, we're um, we're going to talk comedy in our next segment as a segue, but... You know, we were, you know, back, you know, live on Sunset Strip, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and, and mm. Rodney Dangerfield, some of the greats. I mean, you know, the Carson show with Don Rickles. You know, who were some of the comedians or in person? Al's like, a young man. He hasn't seen Rich all. Little. Yeah. Well, Rich, well, I'm sure he has. You got you too. But I mean, to me, that's just pure laughter comedy. I mean, do you look back and any of those comments and inspire oh, you? Yeah. I, I had, I had um, Delirious and Raw on DVD. I think everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just used to watch it all the time as a kid. Um, I loved Rodney Dangerfield. I, I had never really watched the stand-up when I was younger. I just would go back and watch Caddyshack. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, just, I loved him. And Can Caddyshack. you do any Rodney from Caddyshack? Can you do? I, I, no, I'll have to work on that. Him and, and Judge Judge Schmales as well. I'll have to go. Ted Knight, yeah. Judge Schmales, yeah. <laughs> and There's Carl. no um, betting at Bushwood and I never slice. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, we're well, waiting. We're waiting. <laughs> but, uh, I'd set my hero in comedy, uh, not an impressionist, um, a writer, and probably released the best comedy in years. It's, La it's Larry David. Yes. Um, I just, uh, yes. He's one of my favorites. Curb your enthusiasm. Is, oh, he is a genius. My favorite that man's show. A national treasure in America. Yes. Like. Yes. A lot of people don't know how he, he's affiliated with uh, the Seinfeld show. Yeah. That's he's his one, show. Yeah, that's it's his, his show. Yeah. yeah. The George character is based on him. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to yes. tell you. I don't know if you've yeah. watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, that is that's a great. classic. Well, it's Seinfeld. amazing. Yeah. How about this? My, my fiance hates it. She doesn't get it. Like, really? <laughs> it's a show about nothing. But then yeah, she yeah. she says that, and then I show her snippets from it, and she's there laughing. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You like yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife didn't like it either. I still made her watch it. <laughs> Sit down and watch it, woman. You make me watch these chick flicks all the time. You owe me one. I'm, I'm currently watching The Sopranos at the moment. This is my uh, third time watching it. I've been doing the Tony Soprano impression for years as well. Oh, you have? Yeah, we give us some of that. Yeah. Well, you know, try nicely. <laughs> I'd be very much like that. <laughs> How are you talking? Everybody's a pain in my fucking ass. <laughs> Holy. Christopher. Fucking Carmella. Talking every day. I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> Where's your fucking double goal, huh? <laughs> and Paul, I just love Polly as well. <laughs> Polly's just yeah. like, oh, Polly. Polly Walnuts. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw him in some movie a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, wow, he's out of the Sopranos. It just didn't seem like it fit. Like he's nah, got to be Polly Walnuts. He's got to be Polly Walnuts. Is there is there any other athletes that you that you're working on that uh, you like to do? Um, I. I remember because I, I watched when I watched the last dance last year, I had to do a video of a couple of impressions kind of around it. So I, I did Scotty Pippen, but oh. I did it at seven o'clock in the morning, which is the best time to do that impression <laughs> because my voice is, is perfect. Yeah. It's perfect for a deep pitch impression, you know. Uh, and then I did um, Rodman. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one. The Rodman, you know, was spelling was I, you know, I was talking, and of course, I played with the balls, I played with the Pistons, and 
There were some good times, man. Some good times. We played some good basketball. You know, even though I went and fucked off and went to the wrestling, I just said, you know what? Fuck it. We <laughs> 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 back, we won a championship, so who, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Al, we mentioned at the top that, you, that you've got your own podcast. How do you strike the balance between being an entertainer and knowing that your audience wants you to do those impressions and still trying to conduct an interview and, and do an informative show? Is that a tough line to walk? Um, uh, no, I'm, I've, I mean, I'm getting used to it. I'm obviously, you know, I'm, I'm researching the hell out of every guest before they come on. And it's kind of, I'm trying to, it's, it's formatted a but I'm trying to make it not look formatted in that, <clears throat> in that sense. Um, but yeah, as you say about the impressions, they're always left until the end of the show uh, <laughs> with each <laughs> guest. Um, obviously, where I'm from in, in Ireland, soccer is huge. We have the Premier League over here. So I've had a few players from the Premier League that I had uh, Andy Cole, who played for Manchester United. Um, he was part of that treble winning team in 1999. Um, I've had a couple of other ex-footballers on as well so it's kind of it's the guests are mainly from the world of soccer and from the world of mma and and boxing you know i had michael bisping on which he was just he was a great guest really really great guest as well and, and ariel hawani so um yeah it's it's just kind of researching each guest and kind of you know talking about their life as well their their childhood and other things you know their interests not just what they're their profession is, you know. Okay. So, so when you um, have you been on the tour in, in in America and doing any tours, stand ups and and stuff like that? No, no, never. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love I, to I, do I, a gig. Oh man, I, I, you'd be great. You'd well, be great. I think that the aim for me would be to tackle um, something like say, you know, I know there's a lot of NFL impersonators. There's Frank Caliendo, obviously, who's just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's. That's the guy I emulated. You know, I just, yeah. he is, he's just unbelievable. Um, he's a freak with his, I don't know what he does with his voice when he does these impressions. It's just amazing, you know? So, but yeah, I'd have to kind of delve into doing the NFL impressions, the NBA impressions. I know there's a lot, there's a lot of sports pundits in America that you can do. I know Stephen A obviously is, is one of them, but there's so many more that I could, um, could try and, you know, try and learn, you know, so... Could you leave us with an oldie but a goodie, the uh, go back to your Al Pacino, son of a woman, and take us out with a little son of a woman? Oh, which, which line do you want me to say? Well, yeah. Out of order, I'll show you out of order. <laughs> I can't remember the, the lines, but I think it was, if I was half the man I was 25 years ago, I'd put a flame to a true Daniels. I'm sacrificing a lot here. I'm going to be in the fucking doghouse after this because my baby is directly above me. And I'm going to wake the fucking baby up. Well, who gives a fuck? Al, Al, you've been a wonderful guest, but we're not above asking for one more favor. Could you know the name of the podcast here is "Give Me the Hot Sauce"? That's Stacy's mm. trademark line. When a Bulls player starts raining in three pointers, Stacy will shout out, "Give me the hot sauce!" So, <laughs> if you can give us uh, maybe in your Conor McGregor voice a, a little promo for for listeners to to check out, "Give Me the Hot Sauce" with Stacy King. 
100% this is a very this is a fantastic podcast with, with, with Stacey uh, you know I, I, this, this man got in touch with me a couple of weeks ago great guy do you know what I mean he's been following me for a long time and you know it's it's, it's a great honour to have an, uh, you know a former Chicago Bull you know uh, complimenting me on that so I mean I tried some of Dustin Poirier's hot sauce that was some good hot sauce but let me tell you it has nothing on give me the hot sauce <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Al. Al, you are the best. You've been so gracious with your time. We've been so entertained by your impersonations. And and how can people find you if they want to try to to book you for an appearance? Or give us your particulars on how they can find you. Uh, Yes. um, Well, basically, my email address is alforeigncomedy at gmail.com. As simple as that. Um, If you want to book me through, through there, that'd be That'd be great. Um, and also on Twitter, I'm at Impressionist Al. Um, and then Instagram, Al Foreign Comedy again. And Facebook, Al Foreign Comedy. And I'm also on TikTok as well, even though I my mind is numb after scrolling through it. But you got to be on every social channel. <laughs> yeah, that's for you sure. got to be on top of everything, you know. But uh, yeah, TikTok, Al Foreign Comedy too. That's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on, Al. Man. It's, it, it was a blast, dude. Uh, my pleasure, you got a fan man. for pleasure. life, bro. I'll, I'll be I out actually, there. Uh, sorry, I have to add in. I lived in Chicago. Um, what was it? Eight, eight years ago now. Wow. This coming summer. I went, on, I went on a student exchange three months. I lived in Jarvis on the red line. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I lived very far away from the city. But yeah, eight, me, eight, me and seven other guys all Irish wow. students, college students in a two bedroom apartment in Jarvis. <laughs> I stay, I, I, I listen, I stayed in a blow up bed for three months and it was the best three months of my life. I've never had so much fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> no drinking awesome. or partying going on there. Huh? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Par- yeah. No. <laughs> it's partying. All studying you know, there. I there was, there was one particular night where there was too much partying and I ended up sleeping on the CTA and I did the whole circle all the way back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody cared. Nobody noticed. <laughs> no, well, yeah, well no. the, the bank card and the cash was gone, but hey, <laughs> you got a good night's sleep, though. <laughs> the oh, great man, Al Foran, awesome. a rising star in the world of impressions. Thank you so much, Al, for joining Gimme the Hot Thank Sauce. Best of luck with your career, and we'll be following you closely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And awesome. We're, <laughs> we're going to continue the comedy chat next when we go off the wall here on Gimme the Hot Sauce. We want to again thank Al Foran. How great was he with all those great impressions? We literally Al had to get a drink and, and kind of towel ourselves off. We we're laughing so hard in that last segment. That was that was some great stuff. Man code violation. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go towel ourselves off. <laughs> Did you bring your own? No, I'm not. I didn't towel myself. He always off. brings his own. Oh, no, I, no, I thought you brought your own towels. No. I didn't bring it today because I didn't think we needed to towel off. <laughs> but Mark just just gave me the memo just now. We all towel off. I wasn't there for that one. Hey, you know, in these COVID times, it's only one person at a time yeah, in the restroom, you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Well, we want to keep, keep the laughs going, talking about the state of comedy. And, you know, there's so many great acts out there right now. I think this is a, a really great time, and there's so much material out there, of course, with the Trump presidency and, and this whole COVID era that, uh, you know, the comedians out there right now have some great material to go with. Stacey, who's, who are some of your favorite acts that are out there right now? Uh, I like D.L. Hughley. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love. I wish Bernie Mac was still here. Bernie Mac was my favorite uh, comedian. Uh, the Kings of Comedy is one of my favorite shows. It's just kind of like Raw with Eddie Murphy. That was kind of what it, we all grew up watching, Eddie Murphy and Raw. You heard Al Foran talk about mm-hmm. that too. But um, The Kings of Comedy is a classic. You had Steve Harvey, uh, you know, Bernie Mac, D.L. Hughley, and then you had Cedric the Entertainer. So, whew, I, I've got a lot of them, man. You know, obviously, list. I'm I'm older than you guys, but I remember you know growing up in in Milwaukee, and this is back in the days where you got the one TV and the rabbit ears, and and Dad would tell you what you're going to watch. But you know when when, jo- when Johnny Carson <laughs> came abuse. on, <laughs> when Johnny Carson came on, if they had a special, you know, Rich Little, the great impressionist, Alan King, Rodney Dangerfield, Don when, when, when you had Don Rickles, when you had a great stand-up back come on, everything stopped in the house. You had to watch this, and and that that was the way. As a kid, you were exposed to comedy, and some of the, the great acts of of back then, you can see that how they influenced a young guy like Al in his act because you see some of these great impressionists, some of the great acts, and and he and he's talked about the fact that he loved Caddyshack because no matter how old you are, Rodney Dangerfield still translates. Mm-hmm. Well, I would also say that. When you watch that old, like Carson and uh, Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy and and uh, Rodney, like you mentioned, it's actually funnier because it's so outrageous compared to today. You know, you, the things they say. I mean, it's just crazy the things that they said and and the, what they did, smoking on the set, drinking on the set, j- just killing each other. I mean, it's actually to me, I I, I can watch that over and over. Well, people talk about the competition on the athletic playing fields, and you talk about the documentary they saw about the L.A. comedy clubs and and Pryor and those guys going in there, the comedy store, and really fighting for their livelihoods because they wanted to be noticed by talent scouts for for Johnny Carson and and the other late-night shows to really try to push their acts forward. And we're seeing that so many of the young comedians will pay homage to guys like Richard Pryor and the chances that he took that opened the doors for other comedians. Yeah, I mean, Richard Pryor was, even before Richard Pryor, you had Red Fox. Right. You know, you right. had Moms Mabley. There was a lot of people that were before Richard Pryor. You know, Richard mm-hmm. Pryor, I think, when you look what Richard Pryor did, I think he crossed over. You know, he was able to go from being, you know, just black comedy to appealing to everybody. Then that opened it up for Eddie Murphy to come through the door. So all those guys I said before Richard Pryor, you know, they were banging on the door to try to get in. Richard kind of kicked the door in and then took it to another level. And then Eddie took the baton and now he took it to the next level. And now you got guys, I mean, you look at a guy like Dave Chappelle. You know, Dave right. Chappelle is a creative genius. I mean, as, as far as comedy is concerned, um, one of the funniest guys out there, his stand-up is unbelievable. You've got, you know, Kevin Hart, you know, you've got uh, Cat Williams. <laughs> Cat Williams is one of my favorite. He's raunchy. He's kind of like a Richard Pryor raunchy, but I I love him too. Ari so. Spears. Ari Spears. We've seen Ari Spears a couple of times uh, at the, uh, what's the comedy store we went to? The Improv in Chicago. The Improv. We go there. We try to visit there, you know, during the summer when it's warm. Remember his Michael Jackson? Oh, <laughs> now you talk about you know, even even Al talked about you know Ari Spears impersonations is very good. I mean, when you hear guys do other people's voices, I mean, there's something magical about that. I mean, it takes a lot of practice, and that's why you appreciate Al all the voices he was able to do. You know, just basically on you know we'd say we'd say something, he would pop it out. I mean, that's hard to do. You know, it's, it's totally different than regular comedy telling the joke. I was amazed at how good as Stephen A. Smith was for a white guy from Ireland who probably yes. doesn't see a ton of ESPN. 
that Stephen A. Smith was spot oh, on. I mean, his his whole his whole impersonation being from Ireland. Yeah. I mean, you go from a Conor McGregor, which would be easy for him because sure. Conor's Irish, but then to go to a De Niro or Pesci to be able to do that with a, with a heavy accent. And, wow, that's impressive. And, and the recall with the lines. But I wanted to skip to you were a personality as a bull. I mean, I know that the media loved you because you had personality and you were funny. And and I, I'm waiting for the punchline. Is there a punchline? No, no, but <laughs> is, there, is there a dagger? Well, it's not the stinger. The stinger's <laughs> looking. No, the stinger. I put the stinger away for this segment. But my, I guess my point is, is that covering the, the teams, all the sports teams, it's nice when, you know, for media members to have a, a player like a Stacey King who can sit there and tell jokes. And, and I was just going to ask Stacey, other than yourself, who were some of the funnier guys that you played with or played against that had great jokes and made you laugh? I, I would say would be on my team would be Scott Williams. Scott Williams and me, we really clicked. We both have. You saw when we had our show previous a uh, few weeks back. Um, he has a great sense of humor. You got to have a sense of humor, man. Life's too short. You know what I'm saying? So Amen. I always tell people that, like, if you can't laugh and laugh at yourself, you know, then what are you doing here? You know, enjoy, enjoy the moment, enjoy laughter. And there's so many bad things that's going on in this, in this country, in this world. And we've kind of gotten away from that as, as a country. We've kind of gotten away from, you know, laughing and having a good time. There's so many things now people take things personal, you know, as a personal attack. I mean, when you go to a comedy store and Tim, you know, Timmy Whispers will tell you, you know, you sit in a comedy store and the comedian comes out and if he, if he looks at you, and he, oh, it's, he, over. It, it, it's over. It's over. It, it, it's over. He's, he's going roasted. to. He's going yeah. to dissect you. Okay, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll go when I go to the comedy it. store. I'm sitting in the back in the shadows because I don't want you to say nothing to me. Okay, so I've been, I've been, I've been to comedy in Vegas. I saw Eddie Griffin, uh, you know, show, and you know he he picked me out of everybody, you know, and I'm like. I didn't even know I was in here, you know, but he knew, you know, and he roasted me and I thought it was funny and I didn't get upset about it. Um, but we, we get, we take things so I got serious roasted now. by Carrot Top. Your brother? Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> believe, Tim has, Tim. I believe that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, like I said, it's comedy is fun. I mean, we, we've got to get back to being able to laugh at ourselves, laugh and have a good time. You know, as long as it's not, you know, something personal or stuff like that, just have a good time with it. We, we're so uptight now. Can't say anything because you offend somebody. You got to be politically correct. And, oh, it's like, oh, my God. What, can we go back to the old days where we were tougher, like leather, like like Clint <laughs> Eastwood tough? You know, can we go back to those days where, you know, you 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 know you had a good time, you could smile and laugh and, and, and enjoy being around the company of your friends and no one took things personal? Doesn't it make you feel good, too? I mean, I feel a lot better. Everybody loves to laugh. laugh, yeah. A nice belly laugh, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, listen, I tell you guys this all the time. I know you guys think I'm lying. But, you know, coming in here every week to, to tape this show, uh, I, I look forward to it. Like, I, I cannot wait because I have such a good time in here. And, and you know, we, we are unfiltered in here. So it's like being at a bar. Al sure was. Yeah. 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 We, we yeah. apologize yeah. if anyone was yeah. offended. Yeah. But, but this is uh, real talk. This is here. real talk comedy. <laughs> and and for him to do his impersonations, he had to do it the he way. He had to do it right. Yeah. Well, King, that's all fun and damn. But this is a lot of work. I'm going to tell you. We spent a lot of time grinding. Stinger. 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 Get away from the microphone. See, somebody gave him a microphone he didn't want to stop but no seriously it's 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 good to laugh it's good to have a good time 
man. Enjoy life, man. Life is too short. If anything is taught us through this pandemic, man, is life is short. Enjoy every moment. Live in the moment. Smile. Enjoy life because you ne- no one's promised tomorrow. And that's what people should take away from, especially during this pandemic, is life is short, man. Enjoy it while you can. And what, you know what's really tough, Stacey, is when you have one TV and you got to get up and change the channel. That's tough. Those, you know those, those are a Let tough Let me tell you days. something. You know what's really tough, Mark, what? is when you, you have one TV and you got the coat hanger antennas <laughs> and then you got to change the channel with pliers. That's tough, Mark. So I don't want to hear about your your beautiful life in Milwaukee because you had to get up and change the channel that, that had the, the actual channel thing to change it. I had to get up, Mark, with some pliers oh, to yeah. change it. So... You just brought back some memories that I tried to bury. We talked about the Hunt Club. Now we're talking about the Priors. Yeah. And Jesus. there were so many ghosts on the screen. It's like, who am I watching? And just oh watch the one in the middle. Oh, you know? my goodness. Oh, I remember those days, baby. Changing with pliers. Changing the channel because, we, you know, the button fell off. We couldn't find it. So we had to use the pliers. Wearing Tim, his you, Hunt Club shirt. Tim, you probably wow. didn't have to use pliers in your house. He had remote no, controls. No, yeah, no not I, in Barrington. <laughs> no, we tied a thread to the knob to turn it on oh. so I could sit on the couch without having to get up. Wow. Creativity, yeah. yeah that's wow. what we're all about. Or he would call his, his maid. Uh, Betsy, <laughs> can you uh, change it to Channel 7, please? She was very helpful. <laughs> wow. Jimmy <laughs> Whispers. Oh, wow. Oh, hey, you know, my well, goodness. But getting back to that comedy, you know, Don Rickles, he had that famous line that I don't think a comedian could say today. When you just say to somebody in the crowd, you know, heckling somebody, you're like a Chinaman without a canoe. What well, did that ever even mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. Well, you couldn't say that. No. You can't say that no. now. No, but no. He, that was a common thing he said all the time to anybody. It didn't matter. Yeah. They didn't. It wasn't anything. They just would make a comment. And he'd just say, you're like a Chinaman without a canoe. I never understood what it meant. You're digging yourself a whole Tim. You might as well yeah. stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> stop. I think that's the point. What's great about comedy, though, today is it's this is the last vestige of getting to say things that are not politically correct. So if you watch Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, any of these guys on Netflix... That's where you can laugh again because it's always at the expense of somebody and it's great to get that uh, relief. Yeah. <laughs> I just know how much Southside Sue likes listening to Stacy. She mentioned it the other oh, night. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, we're, we're lucky because in Milwaukee, we got Bob Euchre. And that guy is gold. You talk about Don Rickles, but he's gold. I mean, he's just funny How old is Bob Euchre now? He's 80, 85. 85. Wow. But, man, talk about it. Like you said, just enjoys every moment. Friendly. But, man, he can turn it on, and it is just funny. And that, man, I wish, you know, with sports and every serious and, you know, I'd like to see more of that. And I know that, you know, we've got a lot of great personalities in the leagues and stuff, and I just wish that we were able to, you know, maybe on a nightly basis just relax a little bit, you know, step away from the numbers and just, you know, kind of entertain and laugh because I think most fans sitting at home with their pliers – or their maids, <laughs> you know, that, that's all they really want. They just yeah. want to be, you know, they just want to be entertained and laugh. It, it's true. You know, I watched the Bulls for 10 years when John was working with you, Stacy, <laughs> And now I'm on the Bucks. And to be honest with you, You're I'm, playing? I'm starting to flip back. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, no. Okay. 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 <laughs> We're going to edit that one out there. We're going to pull the John, we need to uh, get your resume time. ready. <laughs> Talk about no sponsors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no job. You gotta like Susan's honesty. Yeah. Brutal, brutal honesty. <laughs> All right, we're gonna send Stacy for his towel, and uh, we're gonna come back with rapid fire next 
on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Laughter is our middle name. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, look at that. Oh! Commodores? You know what would be really good right here? Be a commercial. We are back on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Time for rapid fire. A quick check on some of the stories making news around the sports world. And you won't hear any crass comments in this segment because Timmy Whispers had to go to a meeting. So we, we, won't, <laughs> we won't have any politically incorrect uh, innuendo there from Timmy Whispers because you never know what that guy's going to say. Another guy who's known for saying some cr- pretty crazy things is Draymond Green. And he took the mic after a recent Golden State Warriors victory and wanted to reference the fact that a little bit of a double standard in the league. The, both the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Detroit Pistons announced they were s- sitting out a couple of their starters, Andre Drummond with the Cavs, Blake Griffin on the Pistons, because they intend to trade them. And Draymond took the opportunity to say, if a player demands a trade, he gets fined by the league. But when an organization says, we're going to hold a player out and we're going to move him along, Everybody goes, well, that's a smart business move. What did you have to think about what Draymond said? He was pretty outspoken. Well, I mean, he had a point when it when you put it that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, so and I understand where he's coming from. I could see the frustration because I saw the the actual press conference. Um, you know, he believes there's a double standards. And, you know, when when a player does ask to be traded or, you know, they they do get fined. And so he had a point. I, I just think that sometimes when you when you a player like Draymond, you're speaking for everybody. And you may not be speaking for everybody. You know, if LeBron James says it, you know, is it Kevin Durant says it, um, maybe it's looked a little bit differently. Maybe people say, you know, they got a point. You know, but when Draymond, you know, he kind of, you know, he's screaming and he's, he's upset and it's like, he's just chill, you know, chill, <laughs> chill, you know. And, and listen, at the end of the day, I'm always going to be pro player. Always. Okay. I was a player in this game for a long time. I'm always going to be for the players, but at some point, you know, the players have gotten so much control that, you know, it's like they're holding people hostage almost, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they're picking and choosing where they want to play. You know, they, they take them, you know, they get these big contracts, teams given these big contracts, expecting long-term production. And then when things don't go well, they want to be traded and go play with their friends and, you know, pairing up and, you know, at some point, you know, you've got to get control here. You've got to, the owners have got to get control and say, hey, you know what? You signed a deal, signed a seven-year deal for max deal. We're, you're going to play that max deal out, and we're not going to be held hostage. I don't know it's because we're recording this podcast during business hours, but they're dropping like flies. We lost Timmy. <laughs> now Southside Susie's slinking out the door. She's got a big bubble-up meeting she's got to go to. Hey, the Stinger's still here. Uh, Stinger's still oh, here. Stinger. Stinger's oh, here for you. Lord. Hey, we did our research, Timmy whispers before he left, that it was accurate. Blake Griffin hasn't had a dunk in an NBA game since December of hard. 2019. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. The guy that jam- jumped over cars and was it's, a high it's, flyer, Lob City. Believe. Hey, listen, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't care how athletic you are. All these guys are going to go through it, and he's going through it. The thing that Blake has going for him, though, is that he can do other things. He's not just based off of just flying and dunking on people. He can do other things. He can shoot the three. He can stretch the floor. He can pass. He can put the ball on the floor, initiate your offense, score from different angles. So, yeah, he doesn't have the explosive ability that he once had that made him immortal, you know, but, you know, now – 
you know, now he can do other things. Can he jump think, over a tricycle now instead of a Hyundai? Wow, you guys are hitting the man when you're hitting the man hater. in the knee. Hater in the house. Hey, hater in the house. Speaking of which, um, Father Time, there's one guy that's defeated Father Time, and that's TB12. Yeah. And we've got to just, I know everybody's been talking Can't about drink, it. Can't drink, though. Uh, no. <laughs> it's the only thing that can slow him down, yeah, baby. Some alcohol. That avocado tequila but, packs a wallop, but, baby. Man. Hey, you, have you been on the water drinking? Have you ever sure been? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we all have. Right. This is our first rodeo. Right, Stinger. <laughs> you want a stinger? But, you got the only one. But when you do hit the land, it's a little different. You know, so maybe the legs weren't the sea legs. Look at him making making excuses for the old patriot. All excuses for the old patriot. Hey, let's not get off track here. Okay, let's not bury the The lead. The guy threw a through a spiral with the trophy (laughs) from one boat to another boat. That was nice. (laughs) How about that? I couldn't believe he did it. I know that was the Boy Scout. I tell you what, not only was the throw perfect, but the catch was perfect. That 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 guy could have dropped it and hit somebody in the head, and then that person could have fell off the boat. Hey, just so you know. That looked like so much fun. I'm I'm going down to Tampa during the All Star break. Just let you let you guys know I'm going down for a couple of days. That's okay. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Get some sunshine. Yeah, yeah. get some get sun out from under yeah. the snow. Yeah, yeah. I'm going down just just because of that. Oh I my was, god! It looked like so much fun. I got to get down there. How about the daughter of the person who designed that trophy complaining that Tom Brady should apologize for throwing it over the water? I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, they were saying that that trophy, like the Stanley Cup, weighs like 35 pounds. They were saying that only weighs like three or four pounds, so yeah, it wasn't and, that tough of a toss. And if Southside Sue was here, she'd have a lot to say about the Stan- Lord Stanley in the Cup and what the. <laughs> well, there's plenty players. of stories about what, what's been done with that thing. Yeah, I, I just think it was just a person, like you know, just trying to get attention. Sure, it had nothing to do with anything. If he had dropped it and it fell, it fell into the water, <laughs> then I could say you got something to say. Right, right. But it didn't. It and, didn't. And, and and this is what we go back to saying we're so uptight as a as a country right right relax it's a super bowl celebration this is a guy who's you know won his seventh super bowl his team some of these guys have never even been to the super bowl let them enjoy the moment let it go it's Mm -hmm. not that big of a deal like i said had it fell in the water now you got a case. You probably yep. can't say that. Two-stroke penalty. Yeah. Exactly. Now, speaking of quarterbacks, let's let's just, since it's rapid fire, let's just throw out some quarterbacks, and you tell me if they're going to, a little bit of the class, should I stay or should I go now? Russell Wilson. Stay. Carlson Wentz. Go. Where's he going to go, though? Not the yeah. Bears. No, not the Bears. Colts, right? He, That's he, his he, old he, coach, he, Frank Reich. Yeah, he can go anywhere. <laughs> just not <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, not the Bears. Deshaun Watson. Go. They ain't going to let him go, though. They should, because he's going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be a messy divorce. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's going to be messy. Especially you, if he holds out. You, you, well, got a, you got a player who doesn't want to be there. Now you got J.J. Watt has gone off that team, mm-hmm. who's also a cornerstone and pillar in the community, was one of the leaders of that team. That team's morale is going to go down. Just this morning, I saw an offer from Carolina. Did you see that? Uh, a McCaffrey. And three first round picks, so that's that's a legitimate offer. And I, I'm with Stacy; he doesn't want to be there. You gotta you gotta get him out. You got it right. Yeah, I mean, you gotta and, get him out. And because he's the leader of your team, and if he doesn't want to be there, it's and he's not going to give you. I, I'm not saying he won't give you maximum effort because he will. He's that kind of kid, but it's gonna it's the 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 vibe is not going to be there. It's it's going to be a really like really tough place for people to come to work every day. But see. The fans are getting tired of these big stars forcing their way out of situations. Whether you know it's what, the though, NBA, Mark? the NFL, Major his, League his Baseball. His case is totally different because he's not asking. He he wanted to be there. 
You, you, traded, you, you traded everybody around him mm -hmm. that he came in with that were contributors. You know, you trade the one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game. Hopkins yeah. to Arizona. Yeah. You you got to look at the front office. You got to look at the head coach. Uh, what was Bill it? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. He was the one who messed this whole thing up. They gave him too much power. They allowed him to be able to make trades and sign players. He got rid of all these guys that were were contributors to to this football team because Houston wasn't that far off no, of really just, being a contender. Yeah. Now they ran into New England a couple times, and uh, but let's get back to the should I stay or should I go now, um, Jimmy Garofalo. Go. All right, Cam Newton. What do you do with Cam Newton? Go. Sam Donald. Go. There's a lot of goes here. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, musical chairs. Yeah, you know, who's going to have a chair when the music stops? And a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, he's from Arlington Heights, took the 49ers to the Super Bowl just two years ago, and already they're saying, "Wow, he's he's too injury prone. He's done. We got to move him along." Would that be a guy that the Bears might want to take a look at? Uh, because he's a, he's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. It's it's it could be worth the look depending on how much money you have to spend. The the biggest concern with the Bears, you know, is the offensive line. I'm going to continue to say that is the offensive line. You've got to address that. You've got to start putting some some effort into that because it doesn't matter who you get behind center if they can't block anybody. It doesn't matter who you put Tom Brady back there. He's going to get dumped. I, I agree with King, but I got to see something, some effort somewhere. Like, where are we going? Are we rebuilding? Like we talked about on our Zoom call, where they have $6 million in caps. They don't have much cap space at yeah, all. So, yeah, so, okay, so what's the plan? I mean, I know they came out with their apology. Save our jobs. <laughs> Ryan Pace. <laughs> well, this is, this is like, this is like a kind of a, a lame duck. Yeah, season. If they before, don't win, they're out. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you you can see a whole new front office. You know, after next season, you can see a whole new coaching staff. I think what the 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 main issue right now is 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 you know not letting these guys panic and just sign a guy just to mm -hmm. be signing a the guy. Then you're locked into three or four years with that person. You know, look at what you look at your, the team where you need from within. You know what you need. You're here every day. Well, you know what you need. Their defensive coordinator said the defense needs a tune, just needs a tune-up, not an overhaul. Okay, but you got two sides of the ball. The other side of the ball needs an overhaul. Yeah, yeah getting well, old on defense. Yeah, but he said they just need a tune-up. Right. That's a well, I mean, hundred thousand yeah, mile tune-up. Yeah, but I mean, on the, but on the flip side of it, we know the defense is not the problem. The defense, regardless of how old they are, they're always going to play at a certain level here. It's always been that way. The defense has always carried the Bears, and it's, it hasn't changed. But the problem right now is, is that you have inconsistencies on the other side of the ball. You have injuries to key linemen that are out all the time. There's no protection. You can't run the football. If you can't run the football on first down in the NFL, you are not going to have success. Okay, you've got to be able to run the football on first down, then set up play action passes to run all your other stuff. Even if you watch Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay established a run early, established screen passes early. There were so many different varieties the way they moved the football that you couldn't just key in on one thing. You couldn't say, oh, let's just take away Godwin. Let's take take away, you know, Michael, you know, uh, the the wide receiver. Um, um, what's that? The, the Michael. From which team are we talking about? The Tampa the Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, the stud receiver. Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans. Evans. Yeah. Evans. Oh, I just, but, you, you know, you just can't key on those guys. Right. They were able to run the ball with Fournette. 
Fournette was getting four, five, six yards a pop. Yeah. Okay, this is the guy who got cut from Jacksonville yeah. that anybody could have picked him up, but they thought and he was And they almost up. released him in Tampa, I heard. Yes. You know, I think it gets back to what you're saying, like, because I know we're all fantasy driven and I know that you're the four time champion, but no, 11 no, times. 11 times. 11. OK, it's hard see, to I keep track. Right. You yeah. got it. Yeah. But I guess my point is that people check don't, the bubble up folder. I, I will see that bubble <laughs> folder. But the, the offensive line, people don't understand. Like if you don't have a good offensive line, you know, I don't care who your quarterback is. It could be Superman. Offense and defensive lines win championships. Sure. Well, as we're recording this podcast, pitchers and catchers reporting for duty down in Arizona. We'll talk more about baseball on the road. We just want to touch on one quick story since this is rapid fire. The Cubs bringing Jake Arrieta back. He won two games in the 2016 World Series, had one of the best pitching uh, stat seasons in Major League Baseball history in 2015 when he won the NL Cy Young Award. But since he's left Chicago, he's had a lot of injuries. He's 35 years old. Stacy, what can the Cubs realistically expect from Jake? I, I, if he's healthy, I think his his mindset will be different coming back here. You know, pitching in a place he's comfortable pitching. Um, you know, seeing some of the guys that he played with. You know, in the World Series and stuff like that. I, I think just being in Chicago's home. And I think if he's healthy, everything's it's about health. You know, if he's healthy, I think he can have a bounce back year here in in Chicago. I'll tell you what, for someone who covered him during his glory years with the Cubs, when he was on, he was unhittable. So we wish Jake Arrieta the best of luck in his second tour of duty with the Cubs. Southside Susie wanted to talk about him posing for the body <laughs> issue, but she had to bug out for her meeting. So we're going to skip on with that. Yeah, because that's a Geico violation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about yeah. a naked guy on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. That's not going to happen. <laughs> So we're going to take a quick time out here. And when we come back, we're going to go on the down low, a very interesting story from the world of broadcasting. And I want to hear Stacy's story about his drive home in the snow the other night. That's next on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Welcome back to Give Me the Hot Sauce. You know, we reference a lot of statistics in sports. I saw an interesting statistic on the local weather yesterday. You realize we've gotten 34 inches of snow in the last three weeks. The average snowfall for Chicago for the entire winter is 36 inches. So it's crazy how wow. much snow we've been getting. And Stacy, you were right in the middle of it. I know that uh, Windy City Limo made sure that yes. you got safely to the NBC5 studios to call the game the other night. But you said you were white knuckling it on the way back, and you told the story <laughs> about grabbing the wheel. What, what's that all about? Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, man, all, all I'm going to say is, is that <laughs> shout out to Windy City Limos for getting me down there safe to the game and then back home. It was awful. I, I, to be honest with you, I did not think I was going to make the game. The game was yeah. an early game at 6 o'clock. I left my house at about 2.30. Um, I, I did not think I was going to make it. No, I ended up making there about 5.25. No tire trouble. For <laughs> no, no tire trouble. See, you know, some of this stuff is inside information. Uh, you know, you're like an old refrigerator. You can't keep nothing in. You know. So anyway, so yeah, so we're, we're, you know, we're driving down. It was tough driving down, but we made it. And uh, so coming back home. Um, and it was really bad. It was really bad. I mean, we, you you had uh, there was you know you know it's so bad when you don't see the lines. There's yeah, no lines. Yeah. People are just driving anywhere, and so what you try to do is you try to follow, 
you know, the tracks. You try to stay behind the back lights of a car. But truck you drivers know, don't care. No, truck drivers. I'm going to tell you something, man. If I would have had this guy's name or number, if I could have followed him to a truck stop. How am stop, I driving? Yeah, no, no. It would have been how I'm driving. It would have been how I would kick his ass because he literally almost killed me. Yeah. I literally, if he, if we could have followed him to a truck stop, I literally would have got him. Seriously. Yeah, Buddy Holly was uh, uh, on the phone because we were talking about the great Bulls win and Buddy Holly over here in the, in the big bopper, he was giving us play-by-play. Play. And I think he wanted to stop a couple times and help some pedestrians push their cars. Well, that wasn't, I'm coming to join. That you. wasn't gonna happen. That was gonna happen. So I'm on the phone with this clown, and and we're talking the about the game. And I'm over at the stinger. So we're, we're we're talking, and I'm like, you know, I'm like looking around, you know, and and it's so much snow coming down. Yeah. Like, and we're sliding, and people are sliding. I see three or four cars slide off the road. Like I'm watching them slide off the road, yeah. and I'm like, wow. Like, am I gonna make it home tonight? Yeah, that was a scary you know, time. And it was it was really scary. And then so John, after I get halfway down, after I almost get killed two or three times, John we, said, "We offered hey, him shelter. Hey, you you know what? You could you could have stayed at our our, our after condo you're almost now, home, after yeah. I'm almost home." And and he goes, "Yeah, we could have got you." And I was like, "Well, how would I have gotten in, John? I mean, how would I? Have, oh, we would have left with left your name at the at the doorman." <laughs> <laughs> so so I said, "True story." We yeah, so I go, I go. Tim's butler would have let you in. I, yeah. I, so I was like, I was like, "Well, you tell me this now." I'm like, 30 minutes into the forty minutes into the ride home. It's like too late now, but I appreciate that." So, <laughs> yeah, but, but you were, you were saying that you, you almost going to slide as the truck was going by, and you had to reach reach over and try to help. I, 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 listen, you know, it was quick hands, quick hands. You know, just yeah. just the impulse. You know, just you know the truck. Was coming and and there was there was no room in between the two cars so he was i mean it was like seriously like megatron off of uh <laughs> i thought it was a transformers because yeah. i saw him coming from the side mirror and there was not enough space for him to get in but he made enough space <laughs> he just came in and so you know the quick thinking quick thinking you know as king you know 007, Tom Cruise, Navy uh, Seal, Navy Seal, you know all those, that all those, all those, all those uh, trading day, you know all that stuff. Quick hands, I saved the day. I saved the day. Made sure we didn't go down. And I, the, my my driver Rammy, I'm gonna give him some credit, man. Seriously, Rammy, Rammy saved me. I, I, I Rammy did save me. And, and you know that Stacy is an action hero. If you follow him on Instagram and other social media, you see the king is everywhere. <laughs> those are some great. Those oh are some great gosh. gifts and stuff you got. Oh man, you know what? I found this app on uh, on Apple, and someone turned me on to it, and I have not put it down. It's like you just reface your face yeah, on yeah. all these different things, and it's really cool. So the babies um, get a little creepy. The mustache, yeah. The baby with the mustache and the goatee. Yeah, yeah. Southside yeah. wasn't a fan. <laughs> so make sure you check it out. You never know where oh Stacy King God. might appear. Hey, before we get out of here, there was one story that we had to get in the show on, and we, you apologize if we're running a little bit long, but we've had a lot of laughs along the way. And you know what would have helped you on that ride home is if you had had a little uh, bit of a bracer on the air, like uh, Joe Buck told the story that, that he used to go out when he was first starting doing baseball on Fox because, you know, it was a lot of pressure on him. He had to live up to his, his dad. Uh, Jack, who was a you know Hall of Fame broadcaster, one of the best of all time, so he said that that he would send one of the runners out and and in baseball stadium get the biggest beer he could find, and he would drink that beer early in the game to kind of relax his nerves, so that he would remind himself this is supposed to be fun. This isn't brain surgery. I'm I'm calling a game. I'm trying to relate that I'm having a good time doing it, and then he went on. This is segment's called on the down low because this is really this is really <laughs> dishing some dirt here. 
He talked about him and Troy Aikman on the national Fox broadcast, coming up with this concoction of tequila, Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice that they would have at the start of the game to try to loosen things up. Yeah, okay. Wow, <laughs> really? I, I tell you what, man, I, I don't know. I, I know people listening to me probably think I drink. No, because no, I'm no. having so much fun. But <laughs> we, no. we do drink. Well, on this show, on this show okay. we right, do have right. our we have our little our little uh, you know kegs and stuff Aldi here. Beer. But yeah. Aldi beer, Steve, Steve's <laughs> beer. I'm a Stella man, ladies and gentlemen. But we have Steve's beer. Um, but you know, on the broadcast, because I have so much fun, you know. So I know people, you know, probably think, "Oh, Stacey King's drinking," but I, I I would never do that. Yeah. You know, the thing closest thing I I drink is probably five hour energy. That's yeah. what I have to have before every game. As King's producer, never saw him near a drop in before, during, nope, or after. A I'm game. a social drinker. No, I've never, you know, never saw him once. Um, but I'm not surprised about Joe Buck because you know St. Louis Bush, you know Budweiser. His dad came OX. They had yeah. beer. In the, I oh, mean, sure. I went into their suite. They had beer everywhere, and and Harry Carey. Harry Carey was legendary. You, know, you said Bob Uecker likes to have a product yeah, every now and again. You know, I mean, you know, and and you know Howard Cosell used to. I mean, it was just something that they probably yeah. just did. Smoked on the air. I mean, we were talking about comedy. Watch Richard Pryor lighting cigarettes up left and right. Yeah. John, well, Johnny, maybe he should have. In my opinion, I mean, you could say that. I mean, Joe Buck's an established guy, probably gonna be a Hall of Famer, right? You know, so he could yeah. probably maybe he wanted to talk to Troy Aikman. And ask, is it okay if he throws him under the bus? <laughs> hey, partner. Hey, uh, hey buddy. Partner. I'm going to say we drink before games. Hey, yeah, you, do yeah. you have a problem with that? Yeah, right. And Troy, you know, Troy would have been like, oh, well, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. This Troy's a different level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Troy, yeah. yeah. Troy probably called him up after he heard that article and said, hey, um, you know, yeah, they got a two piece coming. And uh, without the soda. <laughs> Yeah, so next time you listen to a broadcast on Fox with uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, if they sound a little bit off the wall, well, you know, maybe they've had a few cocktails. There's a lot of things you want to know what's behind. Them. I mean, you know, last week we talked about, you know, Tony Tony Romo with the astronaut diapers on. I mean, there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes. Hey, you know, speaking of on the down low, I think somebody might have slipped something in uh, Chuck Swirsky's Mr. Pibb because <laughs> how about those victory dances he's doing on social media? You know what? Chuck is having a he's he enjoying is. his life. Yes, he is. And good for him. Just don't pull a muscle, Chuck, because every time I see him do a jerky dance, I'm just thinking <laughs> he's going to be in a chiropractor the next day. So you got to remember, Chuck, you're having a great time, but be careful. He's and got choreography. He did the hustle the other day. The circus will be coming to town soon. Maybe they can pick him up. <laughs> Who is in that room with him? Somebody's filming him. It's our guy, Rich Wyatt. Oh, Rich, oh, Rich, <laughs> Rich, is, Rich is filming him. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was like, who is? He gets extra pay for that. Because I so, saw it. I'm like, who is filming so dancing? Rich does audio and video? Yes. Wow. Do the hustle. I was sitting there. When I was like, who is filming Chuck doing this dance? Like, it's like somebody's got to be filming this because there's no way in the world he set a camera up there and started doing the hustle. He's not that coordinated. No, no. It's what but they call fun. the, the cone hey, of silence. Have fun, Chuck. Hey, I'm living your best life, my man. Hopefully, there'll be a lot more dancing coming up in future Bulls games. Yes. It seems like things are, are starting to go well, get those injured players back and make a run at one of those final playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. And when we come at you next week, We'll be talking about uh, the All-Star Reserves being named. And before we get out of here, today is February 17th as we tape. It is Michael Jordan's 58th birthday. That's only the second most important birthday on that date. 
My daughter Brooke celebrating a birthday oh. today. So happy birthday, Brooke. You love you very much. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Brooke. Happy birthday, MJ the GOAT, baby. <laughs> Our special thanks to Al Foran, who was just so fantastic. Make sure to check him out at Stay all here. the social media sites. We will post that on the Gimme the Hot Sauce page that you can check out where you can find Al Foran and maybe book him for your special. And event. if you can't drive home safely, use Windy City Limos. That's right. Yes! <laughs> beep, beep! <laughs> 